Welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. So welcome to another episode of People with Purpose. I'm joined today by Kevin Whelan, who's the founder of Wealth Builders and uh, founder and co-host of the Wealth Talk uh, podcast, uh, both of which exist uh, to to teach people uh, a step-by-step process that anyone can follow uh, to build their wealth and become uh, what what these guys call uh, financially uh, independent. Uh, so, uh, so that's what we're going to find out about today. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thanks for the invitation. And uh, I don't think it's a novel phrase, financially independent, as lots of people use it, I think. But it's a bit like beauty, David. It's in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> what does that actually mean? Yeah. Well, you know, the, we can get into that. But thanks for, thanks for the invitation. And uh, thrilled to be chatting with you as um, we were getting to know each other before the show. You were telling me and I was telling you that we were both drummers in her teenage years absolutely you know and that's fascinating so hopefully we'll we'll throw out a good solid beat yeah today plenty of nuggets and information to share fantastic that that'd be great that'd be great well we'll get into a rhythm but um drummers it's, it's the old drummer joke isn't it how do you know there's a drummer knock, knocking at the door well because 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 the, the knock speeds up because drum, because <laughs> drummers, yeah, they can't control themselves because they get excited yeah. and they feel the feel the rhythm within them. So, uh, so yeah, so let's let some of that out. So, um, yeah. So, okay. So, but you're not drumming anymore. Why is that? What have you found to occupy your time? Well, drumming was never going to make me any money for a start <laughs> right. because I didn't have an original musical thought in my head whatsoever. However, um, I have discovered that I do have some original thoughts, and it's mostly around the subject of helping people to become completely financially independent. And what that means is independent of the state of the economy, independent of the need to work in a job or in a business. So you can do what you want, when you want, with who you want, how you want, and if you bloody well want, if you pardon the expression. Mm. And it just means that you've got so many more choices. I'm not saying anybody should be a slave to money, not at all. But I'm saying being financially independent gives you more choices, not just for yourself, but for the next generation. So I'm working at the moment very passionately on financial literacy for children, David, because I believe they, I don't know about you, I think, you know, we both talked about teenage years, but I don't know, I wasn't in the classroom when they started talking about financial literacy. And when I went to university and I've got an economics degree, they never raised that in classroom either. So I missed that subsidy. So somewhere along the line, this isn't taught, yet we live in such a turbulent world. And how on earth can we prepare the next generation to be responsible adults when things are stacked up against them and only financial literacy will take care of that? And what I believe is just like they say when you go on an aeroplane, you know, before you help your children, secure your own oxygen mask first. So... My job is to teach the grown-ups how to be financially independent and then teach them how to pass on the wisdom, the knowledge and enjoyment across to the next generation. So how to be a great money role model for your kids, whether they're 8 or 28. That's 
kind of my mantra at the moment. That's what I'm working on right now. Brilliant. Well, what about 18? Because that's what <laughs> my mind. Well, between, between eight and 28. Right, fair enough. That's, that's good. That's good. So I'm in, I'm in the right bracket then because I've got a, yeah. I've got a, well, actually, she's, she, she turned 19 uh, this week, actually. So uh, I've got a, I've got a 19 year old and a nearly 17 year old. And, uh, and yeah, it's, um, it's 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 incredibly challenging because because you 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 grow up with your own financial mindset that to a large degree comes from your parents don't you you know so you so lots of people are either in a in an abundancy mindset around money and kind of think it grows on trees and 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 then and splash it about and and then there are others who, who who've grown up with real scarcity and and have got yeah. quite the opposite and you're right education. Uh, or the educational system uh, probably touches on it, but it doesn't do much. When I ask my kids questions about about money and even just the basic concept of you know spend, save, invest, uh, there seems to be a real knowledge gap there. That's a huge one, and the real problem for your almost seventeen year old and your nineteen year old is they're going to be right in the clutches of education in the opposite direction very soon. So if they go on to college or enter the adult world of work, when the banks and the institutions start to realize there's money in them, their brains, you know, they'll be chasing that money. And I think our responsibility is to help them get more knowledge, you know, at the right time, in the right way. And there's a whole raft of different skills, tools and techniques, case studies that uh, we'll bring to the table, best practice and inspiration. Just as I love your, you know, people with purpose mantra, uh, this is kind of parents who are empowering themselves and their kids. Because I think one of the things you mentioned there, and I might take issue with it if you don't mind, just no. just because we can. Yeah, why not? Which is we learned what we learned from our parents. Well, to a degree, that were true. And I'm older than you, and there was no social media interaction. There was no comparison by TikTok or by Facebook, or by Instagram. And I'll often get those the wrong way around because, you know, that's it. You know, I'm old now. But the point is, there are so many other ways that we as parents can't control how they're interfacing with other people. And this kind of comparable mindset of, well, they're making millions on Instagram. So, you know, there's some, there maybe there's something wrong with me. So there's this whole culture now where I think we have to counter that with uh, with good wisdom, and that's what I'm trying to do, really. Yeah, yeah. And there's many other things, but you mentioned, asked me before, what are you working on right now? And that's mm. what I'm working on right now. Yeah, they're brilliant. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's just challenging. So so from your point of view then, um, you made this transition from being a, a, a burgeoning musician to being, uh, to being, an, ex- <laughs> an, to being an expert on, on, on financial independence. Uh, what, what, what was your upbringing like and, and and where did that passion come from do you think for you well honestly and let's put the musical thing to one side you know, <laughs> that, that, that that's nothing more than saying i played football when i was a kid and somehow i'd like to play for newcastle united that was never going to happen no i think in truth though you know i was an economist by training that's what my degree is and the the, the real wake-up call and the, the real clarion call for me came when my father died tragically when he was 46. So he was a businessman, had a nice business providing uh, workers, oil rig workers for Shell and other companies. So it was a nice, easy business, like a recruitment consultant, I suppose. 
And he died, collapsed on an oil rig, and just they couldn't fly him off, and, and he died there. And what I discovered was, although he was, you know, fit, strong, powerful, thought he was Superman, and he wasn't, and he left a mess. And that mess kind of meant the family, instead of going forwards, which they were, uh, because I'm from a council house upbringing in Newcastle-upon-Tyne, where my little sliver of an accent is in there somewhere. And, um, you know, he was doing really well, but then all of a sudden he wasn't, and the family went backwards. So everything he'd worked for went backwards. And it kind of made me realise, took a few years after that, and I thought, you know, if I we were genetic, he's in a pod, really, David. We really were. We walked the same, talked the same. It was comments all the time. And I thought, if I go when he went, mathematically, tip, 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 tap, 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 I can't save enough mm. after tax to, to be useful. So I scratched my head. I had hair at the time, so I scratched it. Um, you know, a bit of flyaway, a bit like the old uh, 1980s. Hmm. And uh, and I thought, what, what what can I do? My brain started subconsciously working on it. Hmm. And what I discovered was don't trade time for money. Build assets instead. So instead of having work income then, you work, 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 get paid, because you used to be paid weekly those days. Hmm. Nowadays, you work for a month, get paid. You work for a month, get paid. Owning and controlling assets allows you to do the work, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, and that's what brings financial independence. So over the years, I've become skilled in both the articulation, the teaching, and the execution of how to build assets and how to share with other people what the right combination of assets would be for their set of circumstances, their mindset their current finances, their current time, what they're interested in, the whole sort of, you know, matrix, if you like. And that CAT scan brain has become sharper over the years. And I built a business around it, and that business is called Wealth Builders. And it does what it says on the tin. It it helps people to become part of the 5% of people who make it to financial independence. And the tragedy is, despite there's so much information around, we talked about access to information a moment ago, only 5% become financially independent. 95% do not, not just in the UK, but in the US as well. So there's some obvious lessons being missed. And one of the big challenges, I think, is it's, it, there's simply nothing about this in any form of school or financial or educational establishment because academic excellence has always been the hallmark of how we judge our children and uh, and I think that's not always the right way to do that. So, And you can tell that by the fact that when we take people on in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, problems, they've, they've missed out on all those lessons. They're still doing things which are basically like trying to drive a car with a handbrake on. And what we do is release that and then show them a, a way to accelerate and, in the end, turbocharge their way. And it normally takes five to seven years of correction. Mm. Uh, to make that happen. And, and I'm thrilled that we've helped thousands of people now and we have a, a thriving and growing community. And you mentioned the podcast called Wealth Talk, which, like you do, uh, shows inspirational people who not just overcoming hardship, but changing the way they 
look at life and have done things to change their lifestyle mm. and become financially independent, which then gives them those choices that in deep down we all crave because being financially independent is being free. Yeah. And isn't that what freedom is all about? Freedom of time, money, relationship, all of those things. Absolutely. So, you know, I love doing it. And even though I'm old and gray now, I see myself as a, a wizened old Albus Dumbledore, but without the beard. <laughs> I, I'm a guide that uh, teaches others, and, and I love doing it. And um, But, of course, in order to be taught, you need humility. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid some people don't have that, especially the people like my dad probably, you know, wouldn't have wouldn't have responded to, to this message because he would have thought, I can do it. You know, who tells me what to do? Hmm. That kind of thing. But uh, I just enjoy the fact that there are, Humble people around who go, yeah, I see your point. I mm. would like that. How do I do that? Show me and I'll follow a plan. Yeah, yeah. Well, firstly, Kevin, thank you for sharing sharing that. And I'm sorry about your dad. And, uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, I, I know it's a while back, but n- nonetheless, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful to you for sharing that because cause what it does is it, it does, it does um, one, help us to get to know you a bit, but also uh, it kind of highlights something that, Lots of people probably think about, but but then don't do anything about. You know, I mean, lots of people think, "Oh, I really must, you know, get that will in place, or right. I really must do this, I really must do that." You know, and um, or, or and even on the other side of it, you know, well, one day I'll I'll retire and I'll go and I'll go to Australia, or I'll do that round the world trip, or that all that cruise we were we were going to do, you know, and uh, yeah. and, and, and but one day for so many people, uh, be, you know, becomes never, doesn't it? So um, so really, yeah. uh, doing something about that and doing something about that now, because there's no better no other no better time than now to start doing something about it. Is well, there? The, the the interesting thing for me, you know, I'm a keen student of economics. I mentioned that because there's been a a fundamental sea change in the way wealth historically has been built. I mean, if we go back from landed gentry, you know, they had all the money and we were all serfs. Then then we became, you know, powered by the the UK powerhouse from the Industrial Revolution and then the industrialists became the wealthy ones. And then the workers just, if you like, got security of income. They never needed a retirement plan because they never lived that long. Mm. Uh, and then, then we came shareholders and pension holders. And for a long, long period of time, we kind of relied on our employer and the state to provide our future income. So there wasn't really much thought at all. But now the state is a state, literally. You know, you've just seen, what, three prime ministers, four chancellors in the last few months. You know, we, we can't afford to pay our pensioners. We can't afford to do so many things that we thought we could do. There's not going to be enough taxpayers. So all of that burden has shifted to people who, if they picked up their parents' lessons, just, just do a good job and you'll be looked after. And, and But they won't be. Hmm. And the tragedy is for me is when I see people get into their 60s and 70s and they've got a relatively small sum of money saved up and the whole language is is just shows it to be based on a fallacy, you hear the word nest egg, you know, and the whole thought of a nest egg, which then you have to spend the eggs, you know, in order to live, means you're going to live in scarcity. 
And if the stock market crashes, woe betide. And has that happened before? Yes. Will it happen again? Yes. How do you then live a life of certainty, which is what you're looking for, when the money you have is fundamentally uncertain? So I think there's a lack of education around how the stock market works, how retirement plans work, um, and the blame keeps coming. Oh, you must save more. You must save more. Yeah, but the whole principle is flawed because you can't get a recurring income stream from the stock market. That's why other assets, and I articulate there are seven and only seven assets that you can use to build wealth. And once you understand them, that's the starting point, you can begin to think in a different way. Just as I think you did a great podcast recently talking about controlling your emotions or managing your emotions. And part of that is awareness. So once you get awareness, awareness is the starting point of an educational journey. So awareness leads to curiosity. Curiosity leads to education. Education leads to hopefully action. But all of this needs a catalyst. And nobody's the catalyst. Mm. See, my dad was my catalyst. Right. He didn't want to be, hmm. but he became it. And you can tell the power of my feeling comes through that experience. Yeah. What's the catalyst for your listener? Hmm. Unless there is one, they'll keep thinking about it. I'll get round to that. I'll yeah. get round to that. I'll get round to that. Yeah, but don't go round, go in a straight line. Right. Learn how to do it. Five to seven years is what it takes to become wealthy. Or you could work 40, 50 years and never achieve that. And that isn't arrogance speaking. That's just saying, unless you put it in place, you can't become wealthy. Mm. You can't. Mm. So you have to have a plan to do it. And we show people how to do that. Those who are interested, they do it. Those who don't, they don't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So I'd like to get into what what people can do and, and maybe talk about your seven pillars, if you're yeah. happy to share that. Uh, but but for, first of all, it's um, I, I think it'd be good to get comfortable with the subject because uh some people uh again they fit they feel uh like um well you know well this is just for people who want to be multi-millionaires and this is you know all of that sort of stuff but okay. that's not the essence that i'm necessarily getting yeah. from you I'm, I'm i'm getting a different kind of feeling about what wealth is so what what is wealth to you okay it's 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 all about freedom as i mentioned but let's if we bold it down so it's not this feeling that you need to somehow have a super yacht on a Ferrari in the drive. It's everybody who can imagine sitting listening to this now can imagine a life where they need a certain amount of money every month to come in to pay bills. Whether that's 2000 a month, 3000 a month, 5000 a month, 10, 15, 20, 20. The money amount does not matter. What matters is that's the lifestyle you've chosen or that's the lifestyle you're comfortable with, whatever it is. So whatever that figure is, if you could have that money coming in, like wages, but not wages, you know, you've you've done the work and the, the work pays you, and that and you needed two thousand a month, and it paid you two thousand a month, you could live your life on your terms, and you'd have that predictability and certainty of income. That's what I'm talking about. Hmm. How do you do that? And the first differential, the first. Lesson 101 is there's a difference between income that comes from work and income that comes from assets. They both require work, but one of them, you trade your time for money, 
And the other, you're trading time to build. And if you can build something, then you can own it. If you can own it, you can manage it. If you can manage it, you can pass it on. And if you can pass it on, you can build a legacy. So this continuum of not seeing this as some cataclysmic change in mindset, but a slight switch and saying, okay, if I stop working now, if my boss didn't want me to do it, or my, my, I've got a business, but I can't work anymore because I'm ill, or COVID happens again, and what business I'm in gets devastated, how much money would become would flow into your life automatically? Now, how much would it be? Well, if it's zero, and then you work out what it is you need, two grand, three grand, five grand, 10 grand, whatever, then that's the gap. And then all we do is say, well, this is how, given your circumstances, given your time, given your interest, you could bridge that gap. And this is how long approximately it will take. But it takes participation. You know, so you've got to drum it out. You can't spectate. You can't watch. And I think what's happened, the point I made earlier on about we used to trust our employers in the state. Now who do we trust? Hmm. We trust the banks. We trust financial institutions. Well, what? I don't know. But they don't have a unique plan for you and a unique plan for me. You are a number in a game, and the game they play is profit, and their objectives and yours are not aligned. They're not entirely misaligned, but they're not aligned because there's no – Financial institution that says, well, now you're retired, this is what you should do. So like, just hang on, just keep going, you know, and they get paid no matter what. So we just talked about having an asset. Mm. You imagine having an asset. Let, let's be the financial institution for a moment. Right. So we measure things when we're investors. We measure something called an ROI, return on investment, right? So you, you invest 100,000, you get 10,000, you've made 10%. You get 1,000, you make 1%, right? Easy. It's not complicated maths. So if I'm a financial institution and I'm investing your money, say it's 100,000, just again for the same thing, and I'm charging you 2% for the privilege of managing it, so 2,000 pounds, how much money did I invest of that? Did I put any of my money in? No. Am I being paid before or after you get paid? Oh, I'm getting paid before. If you lose money, do I still get paid? Yes, I do. Hmm. Where's the wealth plan? The wealth plan is flowing from the individuals out because they have become programmed in a way that this is the way people do it. And that's not the way to do it. You can understand it, but there's a better way to do it, which includes Seeing yourself as a participant in your own game, knowing that nobody will take more care of your money than you. You can't abdicate, just like you can't abdicate the bringing up of your nearly 17 year old and your 19 year old. You've got to be part of the bringing up. You need to do the same with your money. But people go, oh, money's complicated. It's not complicated. It's basic maths. And you can understand basic maths because if you can't, well, I'm afraid the state pension and your employer ain't going to be there. Mm. And Warren Buffett, I love a quote, mm-hmm. Warren Buffett, I love this one. If you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, 
you'll be working until you die. And so many 70, look at the, I don't go to supermarkets very often, but when you do, it's full of 70 year olds. Yeah. Sliding the thing, ding, yeah. ding, ding, working ding. on the tills, yeah. yeah, working on the tills because mm. they've got to make ends meet, yeah, or you know whatever they do, but it's because they got the wrong plan. Mm. Uh, and I just know there's five years of working, five seven years of changing your mind, doing something different, can make a life's work a difference for you, mm. and actually make you proud of a legacy that you leave your kids, not just I'm running out of money, kids. You know, can you help me out here? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think that's established then that this is probably for everyone, uh, <laughs> or there's something in here for everyone, because uh, yeah. no matter what your um, aspirations are financially, uh, I think everyone can relate to, to to what you've just said there. So, 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 what's the alternative then? What's the what's the approach? Now we've got awareness, we know that there's another way. Um, perhaps you could like to talk us through, um, you know, the sort of the sort of pillars and, uh, and yeah. the approach people can take yeah so there's no right and wrong way it's just the way I, I try and talk about this is if you imagine a room full of lego bricks and all of a sudden you had a classroom of kids you know five six and seven and they all came in and the teacher said what i want you to do is build a house with these lego bricks and there were 30 kids in the class well there were when i went to school um, 30 kids, you get 30 different houses, wouldn't you? Hmm. There'd be no house the same, not a single one. This is how you build wealth. But because you don't know how the Lego bricks work just yet, then I'll share seven basic principles or seven basic building blocks. And there's a multitude of different bricks and colors that overlay all of that. And most people get it wrong blatantly get it wrong. The maths doesn't lie. 95% is not a good number Mm. to not be financially dependent. They tend to put their faith in three building blocks. So if each one we just call a pillar, pillar one, two, three, I'll talk about those and then talk about how you can make them better or how you can build four, five, six, seven, which are different in approach. So what do most people have? Well, most people have a house. Does their house turn into income for them? Generally not, because they live in it. But could it? Well, it could. You know, you could see people have created an income stream from their homes. They've Airbnb'd them. They've built annexes and let them out. They've, you know, got a, a lodger for the seven and a half grand tax-free you can make a year. I'm not saying what anybody should do. I'm just saying within, if you live in Wimbledon, you can rent your house out to you know, Rafael Nadal for 30 grand or whatever. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a thought that awareness is thinking, could I turn my house into an income stream? Maybe. Okay, well, let's park that. Mm. Most people downsize when they're old and then they don't have any knowledge to apply the difference in what they sold and what they buy. So consequently, all the money goes in cash, which is number three. So I'll come to number two. Number two is pensions, right? Pretty much everybody by accident, by default, or because their dad told them to, take out some kind of a pension. But they don't understand it. They don't understand how it works. The whole language is gray and dreary and dark. (laughs) So this opaque thing means people get a statement, they read it, wish it were better, and put it back in the drawer again. (laughs) 
And that's kind of what happens. So there's no sense of how does that work? Well, how it works for the most part is you're on a roller coaster ride. Stock market goes up, goes down, goes round, which is great when you're in your 20s, but not so great when you're 50s because roller coaster rides make you sick after a while. <laughs> and they make me sick because when people get to retirement, they don't know what to do. So their advisor says, well, take 4% out of your pension and you'll probably be okay. Right? So if you've got 100 grand, you're going to get four grand a year. Do the maths. If you've got half a million, you can get 20 grand a year. But you're still going to be uncertain because you don't know if a crash is going to come. Hmm. So there's a lack of understanding how pensions work. And the biggest understanding that I fear for people is the fees and charges that are being taken from them before they get paid when they can do something about that. Yeah. So becoming aware of the fees and charges, find out what, what did I pay asking your advisor asking your company how much did i pay in fees and see that and go bloody hell how much did i pay and would you pay less and almost everybody we meet we can reduce their cost by about 50 percent because you don't need to pay full price for everything you can almost become a wholesale owner of these things so much information available these days it's easy to learn how to invest and be an investor it's mm -hmm. not complicated at all mm -hmm. That's pensions. Uh, most people get that wrong, as I've mentioned. Three is they hold money in cash. They won't pay you anything. You know how much if you had hundred grand in cash, how much will that pay you a year? One percent, maybe. Mm. You know, and it will go down Two. ten percent at the moment. Well, yeah, mm. okay. Mm. So, so you got that uncertainty. So you don't know what you're doing there. So you okay, you'll you'll do an ISA, mm. right? So you do an ISA. Your ISA is the same as the pension then exactly the same so then you get an over reliance on an uncertain stock market asset paying too much in fees and having a house that doesn't give you any income people don't make it from there right you can't make it from there how do you make it well i'll talk about the four other ways broad ways multitude of colors underneath that as i mentioned so number four and think about how they pay you right so think about if you own a portfolio of property of all shapes and sizes, from flats to houses, from commercial units to retail units to barns, conversions, buy a pub and convert it, you know, lots of things you can do. Could you make money from that? Yes. If you were just owning property, how would you get paid? Rental income. Right. So now I've got rental income plus the value of the property. So if the property value goes down, does my rent go down? Well, doesn't necessarily. So you don't have the same degree of connection of value and, and your future income that you do with the stock market. So you're almost decoupling that problem. What about a business that has a recurring income? So I build recurring income businesses. That's my life. So a recurring income business is one where you win a customer and the customer, as long as you serve them well, will carry on favoring you with their customer. Simple example, um, I've just moved house. One of the things I'll be definitely taking on is the alarm system. And I'm going to pay somebody to come and manage my alarm. 
Why? Because I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'll pay them a few hundred quid or whatever it is. Mm. Now, that's a recurring income business. That's a good business. So you could build a business. Or if you thought about that, instead of just buying stock market funds, you could do what Warren Buffett does, which is buy the stocks of companies that have recurring income plans. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's another way to do it. The So that's five, yeah? So. Yeah. Number four, property portfolio. Number five, building a business with recurring income. Number six, intellectual property. Uh, We talked about music earlier on. And um, today, or no, yesterday was the, I know we're recording this and I don't know if you give dates, but uh, the beginning of December. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, and it's the worst song in the world and I hate it, but I respect it so much, which is Slade's song. Yeah. <laughs> 600 grand a year, when he, every year for that song. Why? Intellectual property. Mm. Right now, not everybody's going to be a Noddy Holder or a, you know, J.K. Rowling. So I'm not saying that, like the multimillionaire point you made. I'm not saying, oh, we're going to be a wonderful drummer. We're not saying that. What we're saying is everybody's got a brain. That provides value. You know that because if you're working for someone, you're providing that value in exchange for a wage. Could, what could you do with what you know and how you know it, and the distinctions and the things you do really well, could you turn that into an income stream? So I write books. I create speeches. I uh, license my intellectual property you know, so that other people can use it. Well, I'm just doing what I do, but what could you do? And we teach people how to do that. Uh, And then the last one is because you don't know everything yourself is you can collaborate. We call that joint ventures. So you collaborate with somebody else who's got a skill or a way to apply something that's different to yours and you combine them together and you make more. And there's so many different ways to collaborate. uh, And we see that all the time in our community People doing things with each other where somebody brings the money, somebody does the property. Somebody brings the money, somebody does the business. Somebody does part of the business, somebody else does another part of the business. So there's a degree of shared values plus shared value equals more wealth. And when you combine all of those things, at least 20 property strategies, there's a a dozen different ways more than that. You could create a recurring income business. You can... So many different ways to create, there's all your Lego bricks. And then, but most people will be overwhelmed by all of those things. So we just take them slowly, like going back to school and saying, well, let's learn them. Let's see what you're interested in. You know, what's the first thing that catches your imagination there? Okay. Tell me about what money you've got in your things that aren't working. How much money have you got in your home? How much money have you got in your pension? How much money have you got in your investments? Could we turn some of that into property, business, intellectual property, or joint ventures? So more often than not, the very fuel that people say they don't have is right under their nose, but they're not looking. Hmm. Because they see their pension as a box for the future, not a box that can be used today. You get the idea? Yeah. So it's the combination of looking what you've done in the past and making that a part of your future but changing your future rather than accepting the future you're going to get. That's even if you've even begun to compute how much you're going to get. And everybody gets a statement from their pension company, not just the one that says, what's the value, 
But way down on the bottom of the statement, it says the future value of this pension will be. Have a read of that. You know, have a look and see what it says your retirement income is going to be. Hmm. Yeah. And it's going to shock you. And you probably didn't get to that page. It's probably on page three or three. And you probably didn't get to it because you just looked at the, the, the value and understand that. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd love to be a catalyst for somebody, you know, hmm. not a tragedy like mm-hmm. in my case. Yeah. But if I can wake somebody up and they go, oh, yeah, he's right. You know, let's have a look at that. You don't have to resonate with me and do anything with me, but if you could do something for yourself, why not? Because you add value to property. You add value to business. You add value to intellectual property. You create relationships to build joint ventures. It's not my skill. I'm not saying I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to say I'm going to show you what you can do and then help you do it. And that's not just me, of course, because that would be wrong, wouldn't it, to say that I do this on my own. Of course, I do not. I've got a team of people who I've taught to do it, and they work with me to deliver that. I just keep coming up with new ways, new ideas, new thinking, including the Wealth Builders for Families, how to be a fantastic money role model for your kids. Mm. Fantastic. I'm kind of the, com- the content creator. Yeah, yeah. The songwriter. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I mean, and again, there's, there's loads of food for thought in that. I guess um, a couple of things that are running, running through, through my mind is um if this was all if this was all new to me because i i have actually read some of your stuff and and listened to your podcast so so i've heard you talking about some of this stuff before but if this was all new new to me i might be thinking well one of two things or one um well i haven't got any idea where to start and then the other is or i haven't got any any, got got any ideas and then the other is but what about the risk yeah which one do you want me to deal with well Let's start with risk. Risk. Do you want another quote? Here's yes, one. Yes, please. I love a quote. Yeah. Warren Buffett again. Mm-hmm. I know you got me that one. <laughs> risk is when you don't know what you were doing. Huh? Mm. So the risk is always in you. So there's no risky investment, just risky investors. So the way to de-risk is to learn how things work. So you don't take on something you don't understand. So the first thing you do is, learn something hmm. and start with something easy like the easy thing take pillars one two three look at your house and go how much equity have i got on that what am i going to do in terms of paying off that mortgage even how much is in my pension what are the fees that i'm being charged what is my what's the prognosis and think about that as a risk i mean the risk of, of no action is bigger than the risk of taking a small action, even just to supplement it a little bit. So I'm not saying to people, get rid of those things. I'm saying just be aware of those things. And maybe you could use a little bit of that to help you. So, for example, you know, I was talking to one of my clients some while ago who's an accountant and, and, and deeply knew the numbers, but just wasn't thinking about the risk. And she was saying, well, I don't want to take money out of my house and use that to buy more property because I'm putting myself at risk. So, well, okay, that's definitely a, a point of view. But if you know you're lending money from you to you, and then the tenant occupies that property and pays you back, so your money's just recycling, but meanwhile the residual value grows up and you've got more capital and you've got more money flowing into your life, is that a risk you want to take or a risk you don't want to take? Hmm. Now, I'm not saying 
anybody's view of risk that would take that risk, but many people do. And, and there are things you could do in any event just to make money on the side. You know, you could you could look at the inside of your house and as I said, I've moved house. How many things, different ways could I declutter? <laughs> and if I if I could be motivated to sell them on, you know, whatever the latest website is, I could probably create some income. And if I created that income, I could pay down my mortgage if I had one. I don't have a mortgage, but if I did have one, I could pay off. So I can make myself safer by doing something to either boost my pension, boost my investment, or, or, or reduce the cost of my debt. Mm. So the risk is inaction. Right? Does that deal with risk? It does, it does. And also, I think, as you say, um, if, if, you, if you are looking at your pension and relying on your pension, actually, there's risk inherent in that, isn't there? Because cause if, if, if it's at the whim of the, the stock market or what are annuity rates going to be and, and, and all of those sorts of things, and what, is the retirement age going to move again and all of that it sort will. of stuff? There's lots of unknowns there, aren't there? Which, as you say, people see as certainty. I suppose if you're going to participate which is a great word i love i love i love that that phrase if you're going to participate in your own uh, destiny from that point of view then actually you're you're betting on yourself aren't you so that probably uh, reduces the risk to a degree but then that plays into the second part of my question which is about okay so how does an individual work out uh, you know what's the right thing for them to do when they don't think they've got any ideas well there's no shortage of ideas okay so i'm more than happy for people to read more about the ideas, um, you know, you know, make available a copy of my book, The Seven Pillars of Wealth, free of charge. You know, I don't have a problem with that. The podcast called Wealth Talk um, is every Wednesday, and it's people saying this is what they discovered that was their unique pathway to create wealth for them. So again, not about me, about them. And you could listen and go, interesting, not interesting. Oh, hang on a minute. That sounded good. And one of the things that I think is becoming extraordinarily powerful uh, these days is the power of impact. And we, you know, we measure things in finance. We talk about ROI, return on investment, but there are multiple ROIs, right? And here's another twist on like ROI is nothing new, but my twist on it is very new. So the first ROI we've talked about is have you got a reason to overcome inertia? Right? Find a reason. Mm. If you won't find a reason, that's you won't overcome it. And you know, it's like an Isaac Newton thing, an object at rest stays at rest. So if it's him or somebody else, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Scientific way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it ain't gonna move unless you move. So you are the catalyst yourself. So reason to overcome inertia. Return on intellect. If you learn how something works, at least you're aware of it. Do you know how the stock market works? Do you know what your retirement's going to look like? Do you know how you could reduce the risk? And instead of fueling the well-oiled machine, like Las Vegas, boom, your money goes to them, boom, your money goes. Yes, somebody's going to win, but more often than not, you don't win, you lose. Then you could learn how to switch that so you could become more in control of your stock market. And there's so many books on that. Um and the whole world has changed in terms of being able to access funds and investments at a fraction of the price that's available today through intermediation. That's a big word, but it means going through somebody else to get what you want. 
You don't need to go through somebody else. You can do it yourself. You could learn. You could read a book. You could listen to a podcast. You could, you could, uh, you know, read a blog. You could do a whole range of things to start your journey and investigate things and just become curious and and don't accept anybody else. Check things out for yourself. Mm. So that's there's no lack of ideas. There's it's like there's no lack of resources. It's just lack of resourcefulness. It's people don't tap in. The creativity that's in them, like the children going to play, and they'd all build a house. Nobody wouldn't build a house, right? Everybody would build a house. Right, they would, yeah. No kid wouldn't. Yeah. They wouldn't go, oh, no, it's too hard. I can't, no, because they, they're willing to be wrong. They're willing to use that creativity. The creativity has not been educated out of them. Hmm. But it has been. Because people don't want to be wrong. People don't want to lose face. People don't want to be overwhelmed. People don't want to ask for help. And if any of those things apply to you, you won't make it because you'll, that creativity won't come into play. You know, you won't participate. You'll spectate and hope. Yeah. It's very sounds kind like of you. I'm, sounds like I'm banging that drum a bit too hard. No, 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 no. I think I think it, I think it's it's an important message. And uh, oh, well, you know, and you're not just banging the drum. You know, like I was about to say, you know, it's very kind of you to. So you know, off, off, offer a copy of your book as well for people to to to, to read and and, and reflect on it. That. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very very kind of you because because um, yeah, I, I think um, I think I think I think it is an important message for for, for people people to hear and uh, yeah. So uh, and I've got another got, got a quote for you which I think uh, comes from uh, from Jess and James, uh, which is uh, nothing is secure unless you secure it yourself. And I like that, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that and that that's a powerful thing to to reflect on. Yeah. So w- one thing that you said, which I'm quite interested in, in in exploring a little bit, is you said you don't have a mortgage, whereas you you talk to some people and they say, well, you should have a mortgage because you want to leverage that and and, and all of that sort of stuff. So mm. so so yeah. is is there a particular well, reason why you don't? Yeah, there is a particular reason. Do you want to know it? Yes. Hmm. It's this that one of the factors when you're building your wealth is to know yourself. And when you know yourself and you've got a life partner. And um, so I've been married to my wife, Sarah, for 33 years now. And when she made an agreement with me on or around 1990, we got married in 89 Mm -hmm. to allow me the freedom to build assets and take risks. There was one proviso, Kevin, don't take risks with the home and the roof over my head and the kids' heads. Is that fair enough? Yes. So we don't have a mortgage. Haven't got a mortgage. You know, had a mortgage originally, wrote a book on how to pay it off quickly. I'll make that available as well. Right. <laughs> uh, called Save a Fortune. Okay. Brilliant. How to completely eliminate your mortgage loans and credit cards fast. And that went a little bit out of favor because interest rates were so low. Hmm. And now they're inching back up again. I'll make sure I add that to the list of things for you. Yeah. Because one of the things that's really been important to me, and when we moved here and we we moved to a very nice village and actually spent more money on a side size than I had before, <laughs> but no mortgage. Mm. Right. It was important to her and important to me that we didn't do that. Now I could, I could tap into the equity that's here. But I don't need to because I've already built other assets that will supplement and support 
whatever I want to do. And the other thing actually worth mentioning about safety, going back to your risk, if you've got assets, uh, I could convert my home. I mean, I'm going to be building a, a, there's a triple garage there and I'm going to be building a room above that. If I wanted to, could I rent that out? I could. I may not, and I'm sure I won't, but I could if I wanted to. If I needed to, I could. So if I've got a nice home, uh, a very large pension, and investments, I don't worry about investments. I still do them, but I do them my way. Um, property portfolio, business portfolio, intellectual property portfolio, and joint venture portfolio. Am I worried about what happens to interest rates or the stock market? Am I worried about what happens to politicians? I'm mildly interested, but I'm not worried. Hmm. And that's how to do it. You gradually get stronger. And what's interesting about it is when you move from having zero recurring to a hundred pounds a month to two hundred pounds a month, it's like baby steps. Yeah. You know, three hundred pounds a month, five hundred pounds a month, a thousand pounds a month. And you do that. After a while, like learning how to drive, whoosh. You accelerate things because now all of a sudden you're not learning anymore, or at least not learning at a clunky thing. You remember how you looked at the gears and your feet and you, you struggled a bit. I suppose we did as drummers. We, you know, we got our hands and our feet and slightly the wrong way at the start of it. Yeah. Then we get better at it, and then all of a sudden we can riff away. Well, it's the same with wealth. You start riffing away on wealth because you see things that you didn't see before. So I'm not trying to suggest that somebody's going to go from zero to a lot, just from zero to a first hundred, then mm. from the first hundred to the second hundred. And then you start going up in increments. Yeah. And it isn't difficult. Anybody can do it, even if you've got no money, because there are ways you can control assets without owning them. And it's a whole different subject. How do you how do you own property, for example, without actually owning it? How do you get the income from it? Well, there's a way to do that. And there's many strategies where you can use ingenuity instead of capital. Mm. And I think something that also that you do, um, or that you help people with, is 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 to help them with uh, profiling themselves to work yeah. out what's right for them. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So remember how I said to you, you got to know yourself. Well, mm. You've got to know yourself and the person you're working with. It is fascinating to see when you profile, say, husband and wife. Typically, when you profile them. And I read the profile and debrief them, or one of my team does, and you immediately see, have you ever had a problem together when you talk about that? You know, somebody's really low on the risk scale, somebody's high on the risk scale, and you say, do you have a problem with leverage? You know, or have you ever made a mistake of not doing enough due diligence? You can see in the profiling and ask the question, they start giggling because they're looking at each other going, he already knows us and doesn't know us. But but it's all there in the profiling, yeah. Because yeah. you are who you are, you know. You can't. You're not really going to be. It's not. It's it's not something to catch you out. It's there to say, you want to be in flow. You want to build wealth in the easiest way possible, going with the flow, not rowing against it and tiring yourself out because you don't like it, don't enjoy it, not good at it. You know all of those things. Brilliant. 
Fantastic. Well, Ke- Kevin, it's, it's awesome. I'm, I feel, we've been talking probably for nearly an hour now, and it feels it feels like we could we could talk for for a lot longer. The surface, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I guess um, I, I guess I'm keen to um, understand. Um, you know, how can people if they if they're listening to what we're talking about, they, mean, they, they might be running their own business, they might be employed. How can people you know take that? first step aside from looking at looking at the books you know to, to find out more about you and, and, and the work that you do oh thanks for, for for that i mean obviously wealthbuilders.co.uk is the website the podcast is called wealth talk and that's other people and obviously any resources there are completely free and we obsess with giving free information around because we want to be the catalyst you know, we want to be ready when they're when they're ready uh, and that's a good thing we like doing that so some people, well, why are they giving away so much? Because when you're ready, you come to us. You know, mm. you won't go somewhere. Else. Mm. Actually, we're the only completely holistic and impartial wealth building company in the UK. So nobody else does what we do. So I'm not worried about it. Mm. I'm quite relaxed. Uh, so wealth talk, wealthbuilders.co.uk. Find me on LinkedIn or other places where wizards reside. <laughs> we could go. We could go find me there. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, there's not wizards. There'd be monsters. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. yeah look at, look at. <laughs> Fantastic. Cool. Okay. So so you found your purpose then, uh, which is uh, which is to to help people get this kind of education, this vital education, so mm. they can leave a a, leg- a legacy uh, whilst also living the, the life that they want to live as well. I'm paraphrasing, exactly. but that- just, yeah, exactly. No, no, I think you've got it right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, 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 what advice would you give to somebody who wants to find and follow their purpose? Well, I guess you've got to discover it for yourself, haven't you? You know, you'll you'll there's something innate, isn't it, that comes out. You don't always discover it by design. Sometimes you stumble across it by accident. So, just have that sensory acuity, a bit like you with your. Be, you know, be aware of your emotions. Be aware if you get fascinated or curious about something. When the time flies when you're thinking about it or the time flies when you're reading about it or when you're doing it, that's probably a clue right there. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Well, look, Kevin, thanks ever so much for coming on the show. been a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I'll definitely be continuing to follow your work and, uh, and I, I hope some of my audience uh, uh, take that lead as well because this is important stuff and and the way i look at it is that that wealth has that holistic uh meaning to to, to my to my mind it's about it's about health wealth all of those sorts of things uh, but having the ability to make those choices um, and also if you are pursuing your purpose you're going to need funding you're going to need collaborations uh, to go about doing that so this all this all really resonates with me for sure mm. well thanks for the invitation i'm very much appreciated fantastic brilliant well thanks very much see ya bye-bye thanks for listening to people with purpose i hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review uh, tell all your friends And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.